of the United States channel. Today's episode, The Rise of American Influence in the 90s. My name is Carolina Arredondo and I will be your host. Today's episode will explore the Gulf War, the fall of the Soviet Union and how the US became a hegemonic power at the beginning of the 90s. I will dive into the causes and consequences of the Gulf War the Gulf War itself, as well as the lead-up to the collapse of the Soviet Union. And I will later analyze how these two key historical events increased the United States' power within world dynamics. Join me today as we look into how that four-year stretch from 1989 to 1992 changed the world dynamics by positioning the U.S. as the core power and ending the bipolar system era. Let's first discuss the fall of the Soviet Union. For this, I want to introduce historian Archie Brown, who will give us a brief overview of the last years of the Soviet Union. Welcome, Dr. Archie. I'll let you get us through this topic. Hello. Thank you, Carolina. I'm very glad to be here today to talk about this topic. In the fall of the Soviet Union, Premier Mikhail Gorbachev was a central figure. When he assumed the leadership of the USSR in March 1995, he inherited a stagnant economy and a political structure that made reform all but impossible. Soviet leaders in the past had engaged in a costly and destructive arms race with the United States during the Cold War which eventually, coupled with failed internal policies, crippled the economy of the USSR. Uh, however, to this end, Gorbachev introduced two sets of policies that he hoped would help the Soviet Union and communism prosper. The first of these was glasnost, or political openness, which eliminated any remnant of Stalinist repression, also allowing parties aside from the Communist Party, to participate in elections for the first time and implementing a policy of non-intervention with its member states. The second set of reforms were, were aimed at economic restructuring, known also as perestroika, which loosened the government's grip on the Soviet economy. Private business ownership was allowed for the first time since Lenin was the leader, Workers were given better conditions and more rights, and it opened Soviet enterprises to foreign investment, a big change from past leaders. However, due to the low results of his policies and his non-interventionist approach with the member states of the Union, Eastern European countries saw an opportunity and began to pull away from the USSR. As revolutions rose in 1989, known as the November Revolutions, and states began to call for their independence. The once mighty global power fell in 1991, and in December 25th of that same year, Mikhail Gorbachev had to resign, and the Soviet flag flew over the Kremlin in Moscow one last time, effectively spelling an end for a decades-old conflict, the Cold War. 
I think that sums, sums it up pretty well, Carolina. Thank you for your time, for your time and having me here today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Dr. Archie, for that explanation. Now we have a clear picture of that event. So, moving forward to the next topic, I will talk about the Gulf War. To explore this conflict, we first need to give some context of what led up to the war. First, in 1922, the United Kingdom established Kuwait's borders with Iraq after protecting them since the end of the 19th century. This would be later used as an excuse to invade Kuwait by Iraq's leader Saddam Hussein. Second, the Iran-Iraq war in the 1980s crippled Iraq's economy as it created enormous debt for Iraq to its Gulf state neighbors supported by American money. Adding to this, while the war was going on between Iran and Iraq, Kuwait had broken the OPEC, the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries Rules, by overproducing oil, creating a slump on the value of oil across the region, which cost Iraq billions of dollars. Iraq launched a formal protest to the Arab League in July 1990, denouncing Kuwait for these trade violations and of drilling into Iraq's oil fields, demanding $10 billion from Kuwait. Adding to the already tense situation, Hussein claimed Kuwait was an artificial state created by Western colonialists. After Kuwait offered just $500 million, Saddam Hussein ordered the invasion of Kuwait two days later in early August of 1990. Within hours of the start of the invasion, the Kuwaiti royal family had fled the country, and within days, Hussein installed his cousin as governor, essentially annexing the small state. Following the invasion, 14 out of the 21 Arab League members condemned Iraq's aggression and turned to Western powers, particularly the United States and NATO, for support. Additionally, within hours, the UN passed Resolution 660, which condemned the act and demanded the immediate withdrawal of Iraqi forces from Kuwait. After Iraq formally annexed Kuwait on August 8, Operation Desert Shield began as the coalition formed of the United States, NATO countries, and several Arab nations began a military build-up in Saudi Arabia. By January 1991, coalition forces formed to over 500,000 American military personnel, combined with smaller forces from other nations, numbered at some 750,000. That same month, after Hussein defied the UN Security Council demands to withdraw, Operation Desert Storm began with a massive U.S.-led air offensive. After 42 days of relentless aerial and ground attacks on Iraqi forces using latest military technology, mostly developed by the United States, a ceasefire was declared. And by that time, most Iraqi forces and Kuwait had fled or surrendered. Subsequently, 
Hussein accepted peace terms which recognized Kuwait's sovereignty and forced Iraq to get rid of its weapons of mass destruction. However, Hussein remained in power. The Gulf War had lingering effects for years to come, both in the Gulf region and around the world. But one of the main consequences of this war was the display of American military power. Now, before I continue to the next point, just remember that this episode is sponsored by Amazon Go, the revolutionary new way to buy. Four years ago, we started to wonder, what would shopping look like if you could walk into a store, grab what you want, and just go? What if we could weave the most advanced machine learning, computer vision, and AI into the very fabric of a store so you never have to wait in line? No lines, no checkouts, no registers. Welcome to Amazon Go. Let's continue. So, we can say that during the Cold War, the U.S. demonstrated its vast power. But after the Soviet Union's collapse, that power was reaffirmed, having led the coalition of the Gulf War. The American Armed Forces demonstrated an array of military abilities in terms of land, sea, air, and even space with their satellite capabilities that showed how far the U.S. was, militarily speaking, than its rivals and most of its allies. The success of the Gulf War created a feeling that no one could fight the Americans without nuclear weapons and win, and that the U.S. could easily intervene anywhere in the world, in ways that no other country could. After the collapse of the Soviet Union, the United States became an indispensable force of justice in the world for less powerful countries. Let me elaborate. Hard power is defined by Shiraf and Suvak, both recognized authors, as a tool that involves coercing other states by using military force or economic means. Besides, according to Joseph Nee, hard power must be observable, tangible, and measurable, which makes it more evident between states. This type of power displayed by the United States in the Gulf War, combined with the fall of the Soviet Union and subsequent end of the Cold War, established a new world order in which the United States was the sole hegemonic power within the international arena. In addition, we can make sense of this event if we see it from a realist perspective. As the American hard power grew, other states could feel threatened, and if they didn't have enough hard power, would simply decide to align with the U.S. to preserve their survival and thus their sovereignty. The U.S. remained as a superpower for many years, and it was until many years later that Russia rose and this time also China emerged, and alongside the United States, a new international dynamics has been built. Nevertheless, as the U.S. became the superpower in that moment, a target was at its back. As the Americans gained 
more enemies around the world. An example of this is Osama bin Laden and Al-Qaeda, who hugely resented the American military presence in the Arabian Peninsula, and later would wage war against the North American power because of this. Additionally, the military hegemony of the United States led to more countries joining the so-called nuclear club, with India, Pakistan, and North Korea eventually developing their own nuclear weapons. We cannot deny that the U.S. has been one of the most important actors within the international arena, not only because of its hard power, but because of its influence as role model, due to its soft power, which can be defined as a state's ability to influence other states by its economic, social, and political success. In conclusion, The U.S. has played crucial roles in the most important historical events within the world, and the Gulf War was not the exception. This event ended by potentializing the American growing power and fully identifying it as a force of justice. The collapse of the Soviet Union seemed to be predictable, and it is a reality that from that moment, The U.S. has never stopped to influence other states because of its power. Finally, we can open a new insight by looking at the idea of development, which was more analyzed from that moment, and which from the liberalist theory expresses that the Western powers are developed and other countries that have had a failure within their foundation or had a different political or economic system are the developing states. This idea, of course, is ethnocentric, but it has been reproduced until this era. Anyway, this could be a topic for another episode. So, this is the end of the podcast. Hope that you all found this topic interesting and that after this episode, you have a better understanding of the Gulf War and the collapse of the Soviet Union as key events to potentialize the American hard power and soft power in the world. I recommend you to go in deeper and continue the, the research on this and other topics by hearing the next episodes. You will not regret it. Thank you all for listening the History of the United States channel. Don't forget to subscribe, share, and I will see you in next time. Goodbye.